It's time to go into business for yourself. Get ready for another episode of the Franchise Academy Podcast. Education, insight, and inspiration. Here's your host, small business and franchise expert, Tom Scarda. Welcome to another episode of the Franchise Academy. My name is Tom Scarda. Welcome to the show. I am excited today because we have a great guest who is a franchise owner of a franchise that he used to be a client of. So that is something unique and something I really want to share with you guys and, and talk about more. I'm bringing to you today Jim Wilcox, and Jim is a an owner of Sandler Training, and he's based in Fort Wayne, Indiana, has been in the business for some time, but has gone from being a nurse and doing many other things too, but primarily a nurse to a franchise owner, which is also an incredible story. So Jim, welcome to the Franchise Academy. Tom, thanks for having me. Pleasure yeah. to be here. This is so fantastic. So why first let's go back. Why were you involved with Sandler as a client to begin with? Yeah. So if we go back to 2009, we were coming right out of the recession. I was working for an IT company and we did uh, web development, application development. Our owners uh, got connected with a local uh, Sandler franchise out of Indianapolis, about two hours south of where I'm at right now. And and the owners bought. They they were willing to go all in to come out of the recession very strong. And um, uh, it, it it wasn't a it, it was an awkward start, but that's how we got started. Uh, there's kind of a funny story there about how we got started, uh, which ties into how I. Uh, ended up owning this business, but yeah, 2009, right? Coming out before, I mean, we were, things were pretty uh, bleak back then and our, our owners went all in on Sandler training. That's so funny. I, yeah. That's exactly when I started taking Sandler classes myself was 2009. Yeah. Except I was on Long Island at the time and working with uh, Rich Isaac and Rob Fishman out there. No, I'm well. Yeah. Great guys taught me a lot. And it was the same thing. I felt like I needed to get my game to the next level. Yeah. And they helped me really do that to become, you know, one of the top people in my company in a six month time period. So that was phenomenal, but you were a nurse somewhere along the lines. So how far back was nursing before the it, yeah, it was. Yeah. If we go way, way back. So coming out of college, I was studying behavioral psychology. So put a little note there, studying uh, behavioralism at Western Michigan University. I woke up one day and realized that uh, it's going to be a long path for things like tenure. If I wanted to teach, it's going to be a long path for, uh, you know, I want to drive a sports car someday. So I started rethinking my life at that point, as many, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds do. And I, back then I worked out a lot. So I was in the gym and talking to a guy that I knew from the gym, but didn't really know what he did. And uh, I just asked him one day, what do you do? And he said, I'm a male nurse. And I said, what? A very, there weren't a lot of male nurses around back then. And so we, uh, we connected 
later that day and had a long conversation. I was just fascinated by what he was doing and the opportunity that was in nursing. So I switched gears at that moment. I went to nursing school and spent 10 years as a trauma and ICU nurse. Uh, also in that time, I started, grew and sold a business. So I uh, got my first real uh, experience at business ownership back then I was doing double duty, uh, working, you know, 12 hour nights and running a business by day with two other partners. Wow. And what kind of business was that? It was a highly specialized staffing agency. Um, and, and we were, uh, staffing highly credentialed RNs. Our value proposition back then was that we could go into really any situation with minimal, um, onboarding and be able to function immediately. It was the it was the onboarding that was killing the uh, the hospitals. The the time to ramp up. So we were coming in highly experienced. We could navigate their systems day one and be highly productive, highly valuable for that hospital as they were trying to fill uh, open positions in what was in Michigan at that time of uh, fairly substantial nursing shortage. Yeah. It always seems to be a nursing shortage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that, that damn organic chemistry, that's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. That or anatomy and physiology, right? Yeah. That'll t- take you right out of it. So, <laughs> Yeah, I think the organic chem is worse. Not, not, yeah, I'm not yeah. You, but that's, I couldn't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's interesting. So then did you guys end up like selling that business or something or? I had two other partners and we had a kind of a fundamental difference of agreement. I wanted to to take the business in one direction. I saw an opportunity. They were very content with where the business was at that time. And ultimately we made the decision that I was going to move on. It was a bit fortuitous timing wise. Uh, This was right before 2001, right before 9-11. So maybe six, eight months before uh, fast forward, my wife's job moved us to Fort Wayne, Indiana, kind of as a weird result of uh, 9-11, what happened immediately after that. Uh, she was offered a job in Fort Wayne, and we've been here ever since. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's weird how when you connect the dots backwards, as uh, Steve Jobs talks about in mm-hmm. his famous speeches at college, at a college commencement. Um, that is phenomenal. So the um, so you're doing all of that and then you get into this other business. Yeah. I introduced you to Sandler as a client. I guess that's the timeline. Um, and what kind of business was that? Yeah. So if we follow the timeline, I worked for a couple of years in an emergency room here in Fort Wayne before I got completely just burnt out, ready to do something different. I felt like I had, I had done what I was meant to do as a trauma ICU nurse Um, during that time. So if we're going to connect dots and work, you know, backwards and forwards, studying psychology, I go into nursing, I've got business owner experience. I also figured out pretty quickly that in order to get the credentialing that I wanted, because the more credentials you have as a registered nurse, more valuable you are as a nurse, you could command a higher hourly rate. Um, I learned pretty quickly that the easiest way to get some of these very expensive credentials was to teach it. So I started training. So I was training basic life support, advanced life support, trauma nurse core curriculum, advanced, you know, pediatric life support. I was training everything 
So doing double duty by day and then training when I could squeeze it in. So if we keep moving fast forward, I ended up uh, when I left uh, clinical medicine, I ended up working for a friend's company in town here. We were an IT company. Um, so this fast forwards us to the 2009 timeframe. Uh, in the middle of a recession, I go to work for them. And about six weeks in, they came and said, hey, great news. We just signed up for Sandler sales training. And I went, wait a minute, what? Who needs sales training, right? <laughs> You've seen that drill before, right? So wasting my time with a sales training. That's right. Yeah, that was my intro. That was my initial thought. And then our Sandler trainer from Indianapolis comes in and he sets down a, do you remember the old president's club binders? Yeah. So he sets down the box unopened and he said to myself and my colleague at the time, uh, before you open those, I just want you to know, I made a recommendation that uh, the owners fire both of you. Um, we'll see who, you know, remains at the end of the week. And I thought, wow, this guy is pretty abrasive. And yeah. so it was a little bit of a rocky start uh, to that. But long story short, we went all in as a client. And uh, I, in fact, I was at lunch today with a client of mine who sat next to me as a client of Sandler. So we've been together. It's, this goes back 14 years. Um, he said, wow, the one thing that I've got to commend you guys on as clients, you absolutely owned the room and you in particular owned Sandler. And uh, Tom, I know you have Sandler experience. You can see it in a classroom setting who, who is academic with it and who really is out there executing with it. Um, and so I, I was out there executing with it, figuring out how can I make these tools in my Sandler toolbox really work for me in the type of selling I was doing back then. Right. And, and you know, just for the people that are listening, there's so many things to say about this, but you don't need to be into sales in order to own a Sandler sales or right. sales anymore, but a Sandler, what are they calling it these days? Leadership. Um, it's still a Sandler franchise Sandler. You know, you say Sandler training that doesn't exactly encompass everything we do. It's a big part of it. It's what we've been known for, for 53 years, but it's really a Sandler franchise. Yeah. So 53 years, you yeah. know, take note of that. There's not too many franchises out there for 53 years. Oh right. my goodness. Um, and, and it's one of the highly rated franchises because they do these uh, International Franchise Association, the mm -hmm. Associated Overseas Franchising does anonymous um, uh, queries of franchise owners uh, to rate their franchise company. Yeah. And always comes in as one of the, one of the top uh, in, in regard to support and, and, you know, happy franchise owners. Um, but it, it's so interesting to me because Sandler, um, is really the opposite of sales. Yeah. Um, cause I'm, I'm not that guy, you know, I'm like a high S and I am laid back. I should be on California, in California surfing kind of, that's how, laid yeah. back. uh, I'm not aggressive. I'm not a sales guy. And so they teach you how to be a consultative friend of a business <laughs> yeah absolutely and that's absolutely. kind of like, you know that's what we do right yeah great questioning strategies honing your listening skills followed by great questioning strategies and a process that moves us from the identification of an opportunity to you're qualified 
or disqualified. And either way is okay. But if there's a compelling reason to do business together, let's make a decision on that. If not, let's just part ways and, you know, hopefully we'll see each other out on the golf course somewhere. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. You know, like people know me, people that have worked with me since 2009 when I first started, though, they know that, you know, I start the first um, introductory call with, you know, one of three things is going to happen if you work with me. One right. is you'll figure out franchise is not for you. Right. Two is I'm, I might tell you franchising is not for you and you have to be okay with that. Yeah. Third thing is we find you the perfect franchise. But if you say no, it's fine. We're still friends. Right. We shake hands. I'll still send you a Christmas card. Not That's a right. Um, especially for me, I've been doing this for 18 years. Wow. Um, so what is one of your favorite Sandler rules? Not to put you on the spot, but Sandler has better rules, right? Oh, yeah. 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 52 Sandler rules. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's um, it's Sandler rule number one. You have to learn to fail to win. Um, and, th- and that's such a tough thing. It was a tough thing for me early on because I was always taught can't accept no for an answer. And failure is not an option. And the reality is, is that could neither of those could be further from the truth. Mm-hmm. I can't accept no for an answer. If, if there's not a fit, then we should agree that it's no. It could be no forever. It could be no for now. But no is acceptable. Um, the other thing is I need to fail. I need to stretch myself. And uh, not that I want to fail, but I only learn through failure. If everything were a bed of roses, if everything were success after success, after success, we would never truly really realize our potential because it's been too easy. So that's without a doubt, my favorite Sandler rule. You have to learn to fail to win. Love that. I love it. Yeah. And and it's, um, you know, it's all about uh, the, the batting average that, mm-hmm. that Sandler talks about. And, and it, there is somebody or was somebody named David Sandler. Correct. So, so David Sandler taught all these things and he was, if you they they have these old tapes and it's 53 years ago, so oh yeah, vernacular is way different and, and a lot of the phrases and examples oh yeah we don't use anymore, um, but it, it's you know like we were talk, we were joking about it um, when I, I was at the Sandler Summit in March I was talking about uh, and I was sitting around with a bunch of guys that are veterans and we we're talking about all the things that like we don't say anymore like you know when you go to a meeting leave your kid in the car. Right. And yeah. has nothing to do with children. <laughs> right. Right. Has everything to do with our eco states. Yeah. State, right. Yeah. But we can't say that one anymore. Yeah. There's a lot of them that, that we can't say, unfortunately, but that's okay. Times change and we have to evolve. I, it's one of the things I love about what I do. We are constantly evolving um, as owners. I mean, we go six times a year to engage in our own professional development, three regional meetings and three national meetings. And uh, that's, that's quite a heavy load. I mean, that's, and I would do it 10 times, right? Cause it just makes me better. So we're constantly evolving. One of the things I love about Sandler as a, um, as a parent organization is they're constantly evolving as well. And that's, that's a good thing to be a part of. I don't, you know, we would never want to be part of something that's stagnant. This is the way that we've always done it, right? So, yeah. I remember being new at Sandler and then Rich coming in and talking about this new thing called LinkedIn. Yeah. And best practices on LinkedIn. And it was like, 
you know, you think about that now, you're like, holy mackerel. But I just saw, I don't know when it was, um, maybe two or three days ago, I got an email from Sandler Corporate talking about best practices with AI. With AI. <laughs> I know. Scary. Really yeah. scary. Which is a whole nother, that's like yeah. two podcasts. Um, yeah. A lot to talk about there. But tell us a little bit about how you actually made the transition into Sandler, into being a franchise owner. Yeah, so I... Like I said, we had gone all in as a as a client. We were attending weekly uh, sales mastery sessions. They were called President's Club back then. Um, we were really leaders in the classroom, and uh, our company was evolving rapidly, evolving. And there, you know, there was a couple rocky points, points of frustration along the way, as you have in any you know career that you find yourself in. And I was kind of at that moment where I didn't really want to leave, but I was starting to become open to the idea of uh, what might be next, right? So I'm always pushing the goalposts, always setting them out farther and farther. And so I was starting to get that feeling again that maybe I've done everything here that we could do. We had we had grown exponentially coming out of 2009. We had opened uh, additional offices. I was part of that, you know, pioneering that journey, uh, which was a blast. And my sailor trainer, guy by the name of Paul Lucian out of Indianapolis, called me up one, um, it was Friday afternoon. I can tell you exactly where I was sitting. I'd just come out of a sales call and he said, Hey, I, uh, want to have a confidential conversation with you. And I said, wow, this is weird. Cause Paul doesn't, you know, yeah, he's, he's not that type of guy, right? He's, uh, he's pretty serious. He can be abrasive at times. God love him. Um, but he said, Hey, I, I've been thinking about you. Uh, I can't hire you. I can't tell you to leave. I honestly think you should stay, but if you're going to leave, you should at least fly to Baltimore and check out Sandler. So I did took a couple of vacation days flew out to uh, check out Sandler. I walked in. It was, it's funny. I don't know if you know, do you know Michael Norton in yeah. Sandler? You've been around Sandler a long time. So uh, Michael's my twin brother. Literally, I walk in. I'm not even in the door five minutes. And uh, Desiree, who is, uh, at least I think it was Desiree. That's a story that's in my head. Um, I'm not even in there five minutes. And Desiree, who's Dave Matson's executive uh, assistant, comes up behind me, gives me a big hug and says, Michael, it's so good to see you. And I turn around. She goes, oh, my gosh, it's not even Michael. And then she gave me a big hug anyway. And <laughs> so I'm like, all right, this is like the place for me. So I knew I knew right away that this was going to be kind of the final career stop for me. And the funny thing is, I wasn't I had never even considered uh, Sandler as an option. But but once I did, all the pieces kind of came back. The psychology, psychology of selling, the training aspect, the business ownership aspect of it. The, you know, if you if you look at uh clinical nursing, clinical nursing is all it's all algorithms and procedures, right? Especially trauma. Um, and so all the we teach process in in sales and in management. So in a weird way the entire journey kind of comes and it all fits together going from, you know, trauma nurse, owning my own business, you know, et cetera, to being here, owning this business in Sandler today and being able to, you know, help the individuals and the organizations that we serve. It's it's like you were training for it your whole entire life. And never knew it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amazing story. Yeah. 
what is the best parts or what are the best parts of your day as, as a Sandler guy? Yeah, I jokingly tell people that I'm largely unemployable because uh, I don't I don't like to follow the rules. I mean, I my uh, wife gives me a hard time because she claims that I taught my daughters that rules are are merely guidelines for people that need direction in their lives, uh, which is our little joke, you know, inside of our house. But um, for me, it's a freedom. It's a freedom and the flexibility. That's the best part of the day. Um, and I would say that's 1B. 1A would be the very best part of the day is witnessing the growth in others. Um, and so that is that is absolutely the best part of the day. But but a strong close second to that is just having the freedom and the flexibility. I was telling some colleagues on the golf course over the weekend that uh, they asked, how many hours am I putting in a week? And I said, I can't even really answer that question. I mean, I I honestly don't feel like I have a quote unquote job in the traditional sense. I work. I certainly work a lot. I was in here at 545 this morning, um, but I'll leave today and not really feel like I've worked, quote unquote. I'm I'm just simply out having impact on a day by day basis. Yeah. So that's incredible. Yeah. That is so, so cool. Yeah. So a little bit on a little bit different kind of question. Um, sure. Franchising versus going it alone. What are the, in your opinion, yeah. both sides of the fence here. So what's the differences? What, what could you say uh, about owning a franchise or owning a private business? Yeah, it's, that's a great question. So I'm very blessed in our location. We've got, you know, we're in a three-story Class B building. We're in the very busy intersection, and there's Sandler right on the outside of the building, uh, right next to the sign from the hospital, the hospital system that takes up the main part of the main floor. So we've got a lot of visibility with that Sandler name, and we get a lot of individuals that come and visit us. I'm an open door, so anybody wanting to go into franchising is welcome to visit me at any time, especially if it's a training, coaching, consulting type of franchise. So um, we have people stopping in all the time. And a lot of times it's guys our age or gals our age who are tired of the corporate grind and they're wanting to go out and hang their own shingle. And I certainly could have done it on my own. But the problem is, I'd have to create all my intellectual property from scratch. That is not me. That is not me. That is not my strong suit. I would never get it done. I would probably get it partially done and do it poorly at best. So um, I think the, the big difference for me is aligning yourself with somebody who can help foster your own success while allowing you the freedom and flexibility to run your own business. For me, that's key. So Sandler does that for me. I, I own my own business. I happen to be aligned with Sandler. We, you know, they, it's a franchise business, right? So they get compensated. I get compensated, but I feel like I've got, I'm doing my own thing. And I feel like I'm able to have impact with my clients in the way that I can best serve them, not in a way that's pre-prescribed. Now, if I have to do that on the private business side, I certainly have the freedom and flexibility, but I've got to spend a lot of time that's either after hours or during hours where I could be finding new clients or servicing clients to create that intellectual property. And to me, those are the big differences. And that's what I talk to people about when they come and visit. 
do you really want to do this on your own? Because it sounds great, right? This whole gig economy of I can go out and make it on my own. It's great until you're faced with the reality of I got to create something better than the next guy or gal out there. We've got a We've got another Sandler franchisee in, in Indianapolis. His name's Tim Roberts. And Tim is credited with saying, uh, why create med- mediocrity when you can uh, R&D genius? R&D meaning rip off and duplicate genius. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, um, <laughs> such a great line. No, you, and it's so true. And I, I think that owning a business, um, you know, owning... How can I say this? So owning a private business uh, is to owning uh, a franchise business as owning a home is to owning a condominium or, or mm-hmm. an HOA. And, and so you own both. They're yours. Right. But, you know, in a, in a HOA, they take care of a lot of the stuff for you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You know? And I mean, you're, yeah, you're paying for it. Sure. Uh, but you don't have to spend your Saturday mowing lawns. Correct. Actually, you play golf. Right. So, you know, this, that is kind of the way I think about it. Um, it's a business with training wheels, put simply in my mind. Uh, and for me, you know, when I first went into franchising, when I went into my own business, that's what I needed. Yeah. I knew nothing about business. I knew nothing about sales or anything. So I needed somebody to hold my hand. And a great franchise company like Sandler is really synonymous with a coach. They're coaching yeah. you. That's right. You make the more money they make, you know, so it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. Um, and, and so there's a lot to learn if you're thinking about buying a franchise. Absolutely. Um, you, you, you can, you can, it's not hard to find a business, but it's difficult to find the right business. Correct. Well, and that's where services from, you know, individuals like yourself are so hugely valuable Right. If if I had done it differently and gone out and sought out a coach to help me figure out a business to start, I'm guessing that you would have started by really understanding me, what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I'm willing to admit I'm not good at, so that you know what direction to pull me towards or direct me towards and what to stay away from. I'm not going to be good at a high detail business because I'm more of a strategic thinker. I need the detail support, for example. So that's where that becomes very important. Um, in in what you do and and much appreciated. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is so great, and I think we could probably talk for another couple of hours. Uh, but with time uh, being crushed on us here, yeah. I just want to ask you one last question. Sure. Um, is there any kind of myth that you could bust about franchising or sales or Sandler sales or and what myth? Could you bust right here, right now? Wow. Um, Well, I could bust a couple of them, probably. I think that uh, franchising is absolutely a viable option for anybody wanting to start a business, especially if you've been down the road, you got some career experience, and you don't want to have to take the time to, you know, start it from scratch. My first business, we literally, three of us back in... Gosh, I don't remember when it was, uh, 1995, 90, probably 1995. We each laid 50 bucks on the table because it was $150 to incorporate a business in Kent County, Michigan. And, and we filled out the application, turned it in and we're like, okay, well, how do we figure it out? And literally we had 
we just had to learn it. We just had to create it from thin air. And that was, that was a lot of long nights. And so, you know, I would look into franchising because there are so many opportunities out there. Uh, you know, a training, coaching, consulting gig might not be the right thing, but there's literally hundreds and hundreds of other potential opportunities. I think from a Sandler perspective, you know, in what we do, there's probably two things. One, Sandler gets a bad rap sometimes because, you know, we talked about, you know, you ask a lot of questions and you listen, you don't necessarily lead with product feature benefits. And a lot of people will say, well, I didn't like Sandler because you never tell the client what you do, which is totally false. You, you certainly tell them what you do, but you want to collect a lot of information first. So that's a myth I'd bust um, uh, in in that vein. So yeah, a couple of myths there I would bust for you. I love that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's, it's so bad. One, I mean, your, your success at Sandler is awesome. I just love um, how you went from being the client to, you know, being a master franchise owner. Uh, yeah. In being the guru here. So thank you so much. You bet. And thank you. Appreciate your time today, Tom. Um, I will see you on a golf course soon. Yes, you will. Yep. We'll talk soon. Be well. Thanks. Take care. This has been another episode of the Franchise Academy podcast. For more info, go to our website, thefranchiseacademypodcast.com. Remember to subscribe to Tom Scarta's YouTube channel for educational videos on franchising, education, insight, and inspiration.